It's two jerks, one vote. And this time around, Jerkatorium is reviewing the Burnt Orange Offering Song Fight songs. And oh no, Ryan is cranky this week. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is the Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair, but you're not obliged to care. Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight. And yes, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight. Deep down inside, you know that it's true. Most of these bands are gonna lose when the song fight is done and your band's won. And by your band's won, I don't mean your band's won. With bands being a contraction of band has and won, meaning the past tense of win. Those are just tricky homonyms. What I'm really trying to say is that you're one of the losers. All right, so you're angry and you want to vent. What has angered you so about this batch of songs? This batch of songs has angered me because I spent all day editing the Spin Tunes Round 1 podcast. 25 songs, three reviewers, hours of material, clipping out as many ums and clicks and dithering as I could possibly do. And it's all song fights fault. So yeah, no. It's, uh... <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, wait. So am I going to continue my rant? So for the record? Yeah. Or... Yeah. So like, why, why were you mad at song fight? I still don't get that. <laughs> no, it's, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, projecting my anger from, from spin tunes on, on the song fight. It's not anger really. Well, it's, it's just annoyance. You know, it's like now I'm annoyed and I'm and I just, just more, even more annoyed, you know, it's like, instead of waiting and relaxing a bit i've decided to just lean into it and make it everybody else's problem so you know <laughs> so kumbaya ryan is out of the office <laughs> and instead the ryan that you get is terse irritated antagonistic ryan so buckle up <laughs> asshole all right have a drink yeah no no, no I'm, I'm i'm just kidding you convocation of talentless hacks. You know, there's there's some songs in this fight that are pretty damn good. No. Oh, come on. I think we're, we're, we, li we listen to different fights, I'm, sh I'm sure. I mean, a lot of bands made these, these, like, these weird, bad musical choices this round, and I blame the optional challenge to be scary. You know, it's, the, the optional challenge says be scary, but it may as well have been be vapid and tiresome. It's just... <sighs> just... Just unbearable. All right. Well, speaking of vapid and tiresome, uh, let's start with Berkeley Social Scene. Ouch. Meow. <laughs> let's start a fire while the sun's dying down. Before the moon rises over burial ground. Offering so uh, I like this song. You know, Lunkhead is singing again on this one. His vocals just sound amazing on this track. And I'm... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of sensing a pattern here that some groupings of BSS members sound better than others. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. Anyway, Lunkhead is not only singing well like he usually does, but he's got like a super tight harmony track. 
that is like right on top of his vocal track, and I think it runs throughout the entirety of the song, making his vocals sound even sweeter and better. There's this line, um, the wishes that I spoke, rising orange smoke. I was like, whoa, is this the Beach Boys I'm listening to? I thought it just sounded really good. I don't have a lot to complain about the song. Like, I didn't listen carefully to the lyrics and, you know, we're a little bit rushed on this, so I'm not sure what the content is, but there's only one thing that I didn't like is that there's this quiet interlude and right before the last verse and chorus where this electric piano is pretty loud and it's like there are these high frequencies that are kind of ice picky, but that's just me being nitpicky. I don't know. I, th- I thought that, you know, this sounds so much nicer than most Berkeley social scene songs that you hardly notice that the song itself is not particularly interesting. And the, the chorus is not great. It's fine. It just sounds so sweet and so much better than maybe the bulk of Berkeley social scene songs that you're like, oh, this is so much better than usual. And you don't necessarily... I'm saying you specifically, Chumpy. Don't particularly <laughs> uh, judge it on its own merits, and you're just comparing it maybe to, no, I'm saying myself too, to Berkeley Social Scene. But yeah, so uh, course not great, not particularly interesting, so why am I voting for it? Aha. There, the, the answer is because uh, all of the other submissions are worse. Done. I disagree that all of the other submissions are worse. Like, I think I like, well, let's just save this for later on down the road. If you're talking about Rachel Lane, then you're right but still. Yeah, I may be talking about Rachel Lynn. Okay. But All right. I also may be talking about Paco. Oh, no. Oh, okay, come let's, on. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We'll get there. <laughs> We're going to fight about Paco, but anyway. I, I'm fine with it. Next up, we got Faux Thoreau. Under a full moon in the dead of night A dark gathering of echo lights Hungry for forbidden power His vocals sound kind of like Tom Waits here, and it's got this cool sort of Tom Waitsy gravelly vocals that I like. And I thought it was really cool how they can make something as ordinary as pumpkin pie all spooky and demonic. And I think they succeeded here. The rhymes are great. I think the lyrics are great. I think it's funny, but not over the top funny. I love that the recipe calls for it to be burnt to the point where it's not edible, which makes it a burnt orange offering. So they have a good hook or a good tie into the title that's not like hackneyed. Yeah, but that that's sort of like sort of a suffix. Like they append that afterwards. Like I could be wrong, but I'm kind of hoping, and I haven't tried it out yet or anything, that it's a it's a legit uh, recipe, and then they just say put it back in the oven and burn it. Uh, <laughs> right. I you know I was because I was listening for that and I was thinking like you know wow that sounds really 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 clever and then. But then I was like, oh, but I'm not going to do it because it ends up burnt. But then I listened to it again, and I'm like, no, no, wait. They, they just have that second part where you, where you put it in burn it. Anyhow, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. It is a burnt orange offering, not meant to be eaten. Uh, yeah. But I thought the spookiness in here was was rather well done. This is a good Halloween song about pumpkin pie. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, rage time. Let's see. Uh, terrible drum setting. Terrible, terrible drum setting. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all that 8-bit crap. Like, Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but even even before that, there there is sort of like this drum machine going on. Then, of course, there's the chiptune bass, which is arguably not a great idea, but it's also, you know, again, something that they're 
leaning into. So it, it was, a, it was, a, I think it was a choice. It's, it's a novelty song when it comes right down to it. The rhyming recipe in the middle is, is extra, extra clever. Uh, I kind of wish it were sung though. You know, the, the whole sort of talk singing bit. <sighs> I don't know, were they just going for understandability or something? I'm not sure, but I, I, I thought that they may as well have just sung it. But yeah, it's a novelty song. I forgive them the gimmickiness because it's so clever. But, you know, it's, uh, having said all of that, it's nothing I'm going to jam out to. You know, I, I admire it and maybe don't want to listen to it again. I think it's good for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Take take it at face value. Yeah. Uh, Metro Boys. <laughs> guys are brand new i couldn't find any metro boys tracks in the archive so right away i think hey this sounds like a live band recording and my impulse there is like you know it's hard to get a live band recording to get a take that isn't terrible so kudos for them for doing that although you know the lyrics sound improvised like they improvised the lyrics on the spot like isn't that clown holes thing um <laughs> and, it, and it's sludgy and just not my thing I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time analyzing the lyrics because I figured. I figured out that that train goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. My first thought that they were kind of Tool wannabes, uh, the band Tool. But no, you know, if they were Tool wannabes, they'd sing instead of do that talk yell thing with the lyrics. You know, the song itself starts out interesting, but then kind of quickly devolves into what I guess they might consider a groove. But uh, I just think is a little bit more maybe predictable not as interesting as the intro certainly i thought the recording quality and the mixing quality itself was pretty bad i like that it has real drums but yeah it's uh, it, it didn't do much for me all right let's see now we're gonna argue paco del stinko So when this song started, I was listening and I was thinking, eh, this is pretty sparse and Paco is really close to the mic. Like, I'm wondering if he's like running out of time and he's just kind of going to throw something together to get something in. And then I'm, whoa, is he burning someone at the stake? Is he burning Donald Trump at the stake? And like, you know, I'm not really getting, I'm not clicking with this song. And then the guitars kick in and I'm like, holy shit, this rocks. And like my devil signs go up and we're definitely burning people at the stake now. And then the guitars sound like Sabbath and I'm like even more in than ever. And then Paco, like, you know, he, he was on the board saying that he wished he could really belt it out metal style. And, you know, he can. I don't know why he wishes he can, because he can. There's this line, it's horror and pain. And on pain, he just leans into the vibrato and it sounds fucking awesome. So, yeah, when the song started, I was like, eh, I'm not really getting it. And by the time it was done, I was like fully in. I, I like the song a lot. For me, by the end, I was like, wow, holy shit, I must be in a really bad 
bad mood because it's rare if I don't like a Paco del Stinko song. I mean, so, okay, so, so so what the hell was wrong with his mic? You know, did did his pop filter break or something like that? It's it's there there's distorted bits and there's all these plosives that are just pop pop. You know that that are. Clipping or whatever, it just—I don't know. I mean, and, and was I the only person hearing the clicks that were kind of going throughout the song? Yeah, there's one uh, at the end that you really hear. There's one throughout, throughout. There's mixing and maybe even recording problems. You know, all I can hear is the flaws, and that says maybe not even all that much about the flaws. It, it just must mean that the rest of the song is too dull for my brain to retain focus on the instruments and the vocals and the melody and stuff. So, so yeah, for, for me, it was a rare miss or, or I'm probably just in the worst mood because it just this didn't do it for me uh, as a Paco del Stinko song, you know, and that's that's a pretty high bar to meet. But also in comparison to the rest of the songs in this fight, you know, it's not the worst song of the fight, but uh, I'm not voting for this. Which it, which is so weird for me to to come out of my mouth that I'm not voting for a Paco del Stinko song, but I don't love it. Wow, wow, wow! We really do disagree, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you like Black Sabbath? Uh, do you mean the ceremony or the band? The band. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not funny. That's why I was not sure it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, yeah, the, the bourbon makes it funny. All right. So they're a, a little dated, maybe, you know, they've they've got some appeal. Uh, but like if you're asking me, do I like current Black Sabbath? No. Is there, know, I don't do think I, there is current Black Sabbath. They are a relic of the 70s. Well, I mean, they, they were still like releasing albums. I want to say like in the in the late 80s, 90s or something like that, at least or maybe they were just touring on their old stuff. I have no idea. But do I hate Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne? No. But uh, do I listen to it? No. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Pig Farmer Jr. Let's see. Uh, my notes say that this may be the fullest production I think I've heard from Pig Farmer recently, or maybe at yeah. all. And yeah. I do applaud him for that. There are multiple layers of guitars. I think I even heard a mandolin again. Um, and he builds the song as it goes, sort of like you know the pros do. And so it gets some dynamics because of that. And did you hear that, that he harmonized some vocals? Like, there's this like. Ooh, ooh ah or ooh, ooh, ooh vocals and uh, yeah. they sound really sweet and they yeah. had a big impact when they came in yeah definitely yeah. I'm definitely pretty pleased with this I think you know Pig Farmer's got a lot to be proud of on this song for, for really upping his game there you know and I always harp on this with Pig Farmer but there's like phrasing issues abundantly yes. in here yes and the one that really stuck out to me was the word on offense he strings it out to ah offense which, uh, you know, doesn't sound great. And that's just like the most egregious of the phrasing issues. Yeah, I mean, he has to work on phrasing and meter and he has to work on, uh, you know, word, uh, what do you call them, stress syllables. He should read uh, The Ode Less Traveled by Stephen Fry and he should also, 
I don't know, just get the hang of it. I mean, there, there are things that work and things that don't work and things that sound natural and good to the ear and things that don't. You got to go with the stressed syllables that work for it. And you got to, you know, not cram a bunch of extra syllables into a line. Reword things. And if it doesn't work with the line, then just redo that verse. Yeah, maybe switch up the way you write lyrics. Like, write them after you write the music. Hmm. No. Sorry, <laughs> you know how you know how I feel about it. It's like you gotta you gotta write music to the lyrics. So I mean, maybe that's it too. Maybe if he writes to go with the lyrics instead of you know writing the lyrics and the music separately and then cramming one into the other, it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, but but whatever it is, no more cramming. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I, I thought the, the verses were just unbearable. You know, like, like I can feel my life leeching away while listening to the verses. You know, I, I don't know and I don't care who Garrett Gilbert is, and I don't give a shit about football. Uh, big surprise there probably to everybody. You know, I like two things about this song. I like that there's some real variation in it. And like you said, you know, with the end where those, uh, you know, where the harmony comes in and everything like that. I don't know. It's it's like not as pat as a lot of his other stuff is. And then uh, number two, the, the drums are much better. They're much, much, much better than the usual Pig Farmer Jr. song. But, you know, both of those observations are comparisons to the rest of Pig Farmer Jr.'s songs. And it's not compared to good songs. Having said all that crap, I, I might still vote for it because there's a lot of weak stuff in this fight yeah and it's you know it's definitely an obvious improvement yeah definitely yeah without a doubt uh let's see uh rachel lane time can be a fickle friend rushing by from into end blink your eyes and years roll on same old music different song I had not heard Rachel Lane before, so I went back into the Song Fight archive, and she had a few songs um, on her own in 2003, and then she came back in 2012 and did one for JB's 40th birthday. She, you know, paired up with Glenn Case a number of times in the past for the Glenn and Rachel outfit, which I've heard of. Oh, yeah. She's the Glenn from Glenn and Rachel, and I no, think... No, she's the Rachel from oh, the Glenn and Rachel. Yeah. What am I fucking saying? She is the Rachel, obviously. Unless you know something about Glenn that I don't I know. I always about. thought of myself as a Rachel. <laughs> you got the hair. <laughs> but so let's see what else. Oh, yeah. And, and one one of the linked songs or one of the linked acts in her profile links her to so-and-so featuring Glenn and Rachel Case. So maybe they were married at some point. Maybe oh. they still are. Spreading wild rumors. Yeah, it's nice to hear from them again, or nice to hear from her again, because she is an incredibly talented vocalist. And I think she's got, you know, Lunkhead's vocals were pretty darn good, but I think hers were the best in this con- in this particular fight, hands down. I mean, she does have a country style, which you may not like, but I, I kind of dig. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking, wow, this this reminds me of Fleetwood Mac. Like, this could be a Fleetwood Mac B-side. And it is really well produced. There are some great harmonies in just the right places. Like, someone was very thoughtful when they were composing and putting this song together. And I really, I say this a lot, but I mean it, I could not find anything to complain about besides, the, oh. you know, some genre bias. <laughs> you, you didn't listen closely enough then. Ooh, uh, uh, uh. 
so, uh, so okay. So uh, I listened to this song and I became even angrier because uh, I was realizing that when I praised Heather Miller for her Spin Tunes Shadow entry, that I'd stolen everything I'd wanted to say about uh, this song here. Uh, you know, so like it's Christine Lavin meets Lucinda Williams. Uh, both, you know, great talents, and and uh, I, you know, I hope that anybody or everybody would just take that as a compliment. But you know, from from my background of of you know being sort of forced to listen to a bunch of that stuff in my early teens, it's it's like it's lovely, beautiful songs, amazing performances, and yawn. I'm gonna fall asleep. You know, uh, and yeah, you're right. There, there, it, it's almost impossible to find anything to criticize about it. But then, holy crap, that fake snare at three minutes and 26 seconds sucks <laughs> so bad. It's so fake. So no vote. Bad snare. <laughs> oh, God, the bad snare. Yeah, no, yeah I, I heard just, that, I'm too, because I have great ears, you know. Of course. Of course. That's why you didn't mention it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I'm just kidding. It's, it's impossible not to vote for this one. You know, it's just just great, great quality. It really uh, shouldn't that even. Awful goddamn drum. It shouldn't be among the rest of these songs in the fight. Yeah, if it weren't for that goddamn snare drum, that fake, fake, stupid, stupid, awful, terrible fucking snare drum, then uh, it'd be, you know, it'd be album ready. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful performance of a of a lovely song. Again, you know, me comparing it to Lucinda Williams is like that's that's kind of the one that escaped this Christine Lavin, Holly Near sort of terrible world that I found myself in for a little while there. It's like you know, Lucinda Williams is just a wonderful wonderful songwriter and my comparison of rachel lane to her i i hope is just this this wonderful um uh, compliment but that snare ruins freaking everything i take it all back all right uh speaking of ruining everything we have third cat i don't believe in superstition just nothing left to try how else can I end this suffering? Burnt orange, this burnt orange offering. Burnt orange. You know, this song gets going and I'm liking it pretty well, but there's not a lot grabbing me. Like, it's nothing terrible, but I'm not really feeling it and I'm, and you know it gets to the solo i'm like ah the solo is pretty good and i'm starting to think wait a minute doesn't third cat usually try something experimental in every song you know he's he's always trying to find a new angle in songwriting or to do yeah. something different and then yeah. these synth out vocoded vocals come in and i'm like what the fuck and then they keep going i'm not a fan of this experiment i have no idea what they're saying it sounds like they're saying glimp and glean and amblog bayou or something i have no idea yeah and i don't even know why they're there i just feel like you know you took something from a different song and pasted it on the end of this one and like let's just edit that out yeah they put something on the boards again i don't spend a lot of time on the boards but i did skim it and noticed that he or they mentioned that uh, th they'd been trying something and it didn't work out. So what they did was they just pasted together what they had and submitted it, you know, before deadline. Uh, okay. And that's not me, you know, defending this song because I'm not voting for this song. Again, it's like if you get yourself in a bind and, you know, decide that, well, it's good enough, you know, for song fight and, uh, and third cat's 
defense, they're probably right. But you know, it's like it, it, it's it's no excuse. There there is no excuse. You either like a song or you don't like the song, so you're going to vote for a song or you're not going to vote for a song. You know. Yeah, I still uh, like it better than the Metro Boys. Yeah, yeah. This song, I noted that uh, during the bridge, it sounds like there's claves uh, mixed super duper low. And Chumpy, you know I love the claves, so don't yes. hide the clavichord. You know, bring it out front. You know, they're great. You know, I, I love clavichords. I don't think they're used enough. At the very end of the song, uh, it sounds like it also just gets cut off. Is that is that just me, or does it not just end, but like get cut off with no, you know, no reverb, no nothing? It's it's just like it didn't fully get loaded or something. I didn't notice that. I think I was just overwhelmed by the sweet relief of it being over. <laughs> See, I'm supposed to be the mean one during this. I'm supposed to be bad cop. All right. <laughs> get, get, get out of my wheelhouse here. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> so, so, so no, I thought it was kind of dull, a little sloppy. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Third Cat, but uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of this song. Wow, we're done. Uh, this has Holy been cow. a bile-filled episode of Two Jerks, One Vote. That's right. Zero entertainment, 100% bile. There's so little time. It took me freaking all day to do the Spin Tunes podcast. That that thing that I just did, that uh, both you and Micah did that all the time, and I, I had to cut. I cut so many of those out. I am the king of disgusting mouth noises. <laughs> yeah, no, it's called the lead vocalist. It's not disgusting mouth noises. <laughs> all right, I'm a. I'm about to hit stop. Is there anything else you want to do before we we stop recording? I think we should keep on doing uh, shout outs. All right, go for it. Okay. Uh, shout outs. I want to make a, a special shout out tonight to Unjustified Rage. Unjustified Rage at people who don't deserve it. It's a cleansing experience. Also, special shout out to Brian and Alice. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, we love you. And. Also want to shout out to my husband, Andre. Thanks for all the love and support. All right. Uh, let's see. I'd like to sh give a shout out to Zoe Gray and Bomb Borton, both who uh, had excellent songs in the last Spin Tunes. Um, and also my good buddies, Shy Fox. Just thank you for making listening to all of these Spin Tune songs that much more bearable. Yeah. You know, this isn't a Spin Tunes podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, we yeah. have Spin Tunes boards on Songfight now, so people know yeah, about that's it. That's right. That's right. So, Songfighters, uh, wish you were more like Spin Tuners. <laughs> that's the message of Chumpy. So, yeah. I don't have a message. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. So, uh, we done? We're done. All right. Cool. See you on the flippy flop. <laughs>